smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hi welcome to why not mint money i'm satya sundaram from mint's personal finance team the start of 2023 marks a decade of market regulator sebi introducing rules on registered investment advisors or otherwise called rias a registered investment advisor is a person or an organization who gives investment advice to individuals rias have a fiduciary duty to give financial advice in the best interest of their clients now rias are registered with securities and exchange board of india to remember the introduction of these rules mint speaks to rias who have completed or are nearing a decade in this profession to understand their investment philosophy for this episode i invited renu maheshwari the first individual registered investment advisor from tamil nadu to share her journey as an advisor her experiences of managing others money and what has changed in the investors behavior in the last 10 years let's invite her hi welcome to why not mint money a person finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started on your money journey hello renu hi thank you so much for joining us today my pleasure satya it's always a delight to speak with you <laughs> how is it in uh, chennai how is the weather chennai is good for a change it's not hot oh, and can okay. wear a dress jacket once in a way to the office Oh that's nice. <laughs> and uh, you are the first uh, individual registered uh, RIA registered investment advisor in Tamil Nadu. So we want to hear all your stories about your journey as an RIA. Um so it uh, with 2023 I it's going to be a decade with uh, RIA regulations coming into picture. Let's start with uh, how was your career like before becoming an RIA Renu? Yeah so uh, Satya as I had mentioned earlier also I have always been in finance I did my MBA in finance in 1988 and since then I have been working in finance started with the corporate finance and then took a break for to raise my son and then came back with some more certificate some more uh, experience into coaching consulting and workshops because that gave me a freedom of time and uh, space to where i whatever whatever amount of work i could have taken up sure. so that's how i got came back into the world of uh, finance after my break but what happened is post that uh, cfp came to india sometime in 2000 early 2000 and i was the earlier one who took up that uh, certificate as well sure. and after doing that that's when i started moving into personal finance uh, around 2012 there was this buzz that sebi will come out with new regulations where there will be a space for fiduciary advisors and that's where i started thinking seriously to become an investment advisor and move out of my consulting and coachings and corporate consulting jobs because i saw an opportunity over here to create a practice which doesn't exist in the country Mm. So we started working on it from 2012 2013 that that's how I became the first uh, registered investment advisor because that's what I wanted to do and uh, we created this fee only financial planning and investment management services we have our own financial planning software we created collated uh, money personality and risk profiling tools we created processes and systems to deliver client centric commission free 
fiduciary practice uh, and this become uh, this made us a unique full service RIA office that works only on fees no commission at all as a matter of fact we have got zero commission across me my husband my family my business everywhere so we okay. don't there's no conflict of interest in our model and in 2012 we put the building block see it, it took a lot of efforts you know we, to create the financial planning software which we did in house mm-hmm. put together this money quotient money behavioral analysis tools we are doing it right from day one since mm. uh, 2013 uh, put together all the processes that how what do you do when the client walks in mm. what do you talk to the client which direction you need to take what's the paperwork to be done what are the records to be kept right uh, every single process has been elaborately uh, created in our organization so there are no missteps right that's nice uh, only thing which i f- if i have to look back and i feel uh, is that we did not think about how much time will it take to do it for a particular client right we did not put that kind of a data together and that was all and there was a reason behind it because mm-hmm. the moment we start doing it we will start looking at what is the revenue coming out of a particular client mm-hmm. and our engagement with that client can get uh, hampered with that mm-hmm. kind of a consideration mm-hmm. so in the hindsight it worked out well for the practice may not mm-hmm. be that profitable in the initial years but mm-hmm. uh, over a longer term that is what b- worked out very well for us Sure. Yeah. Could you elaborate on that point on how long it takes uh, with one client? Yes. So, see, um, uh, in our practice, we are trying to provide holistic solutions to an individual. Now, individual is not a company, right? So, there are too many emotions attached all around it. See, we have a very clear distinction between corporate finance and personal finance. Corporate right. finance is very objective, um, a dry subject, if I would say. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, this factory is not profitable. Shut it down. What happens with the workers is a much. Um, it's a later thing to be thought about. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we don't need this much of staff. Uh, fire this man. These many people. But what happens in personal finance? Every single thing that we do has got emotions attached to it. This piece of jewelry, I'm never gonna sell. My grandfather left it for me. This house, my grandmother had written it off to my father, and he never wanted to sell it. We will maintain it, whatever it may happen. I'm not gonna sell this house. Uh, this this was my first investment, or this LIC policy given by my father to me when I dropped <laughs> my right, first yeah. job. So every single thing that we do in personal mm. finance has got. emotions attached to it and it makes it complicated because yeah. at the end mm. of the day finance will work in numerical manner but my behavior will never be so objective and so numerically driven right, uh, so right. how do we service a client we yeah. cannot service the client if we cannot understand what the what makes the client tick what is that mm. that they are looking from their money mm. yeah and it yeah. never comes yeah. out directly you would have experienced it yourself you know it never comes out directly the client will come and say what's the best investment main kahan pe lagaun ki mera bahut sara paisa ban jaye but what's the driving force behind that statement yeah, why yeah, are you saying yeah. that that is what as an advisor we needed to understand and yeah. then yeah work around that yeah how how long does this uh, exercise takes now and uh, yeah. how long did it take earlier 
in the initial times of your practice exactly so now i have also i got a uh, you know good staff which is trained now reasonably trained to do the initial part so you know we have this uh, mail goes out and uh, they send in some bit of a prelim data and so my first meeting invariably becomes about a, an hour one hour at least is a, a first interaction that i have with sure. the prospect and that sure, prospect sure. is not even a client at that point in time i make right. sure that i talk to them so that we have a uh, matching of ideas and philosophies mm-hmm. uh, and we yeah. are both on this i mean fin scholars philosophies and the clients investing philosophies are similar so that's the first meeting that we have uh, post that there is a whole lot of work which goes in the office you know for data collection and putting things together and analysis and now we have our own software so that takes lesser time and uh, software which is very mature now so uh, we give a timeline of 2 to 4 weeks to the clients because there is a solid two full weeks of work which happens in the office on that particular client So uh why don't you tell about your team at uh, Finscolors uh Renu? Yes so right now uh it's me and my partner Jagdish Maheshwari he also happens to be my husband and That's nice. uh, <laughs> uh he's an IITian so I okay. had a I am a software engineer by profession uh, he spent his initial 25 years of life in IT so uh that was a big advantage as a matter of fact for us to be able to form fin scholars because there was a technical person uh, along with me who is an expert in IT and so we had our own softwares we could uh, uh, create all the systems internal systems tracking systems client tracking systems portfolio tracking systems mm-hmm. all that we could develop in house because of uh, the partner uh, because of partnering with the IT specialist so i'm the finance person in the company he's the IT and systems uh, organization person other than that we have four uh, full time team members and one administrative staff right now no have you ever thought of uh, converting it into a you know firm yes or yeah Yes yes that's on the anvil and we are working towards that see uh, satya the first thing that we did was develop a fee only fiduciary holistic full office rai practice right that was the mm. challenge i remember people telling us that you're going to be running a charity no one in india will pay fees <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was my first challenge and i said no that's not right and you know i mean i'm glad god was good with us and we have wonderful clients who got us referrals and all so we could Uh, break that mold right and mm. so we have kind of overcome that challenge that no fee only practice works works very well mm. the second mm. challenge that everyone says you can't scale up in this model right right, right. because of the and limitation on the number of clients that you can take as a human being you can service only those many number of clients Mm. right if you're servicing them For it's not just about the regulations as well exactly. it's also about uh, the number of yeah. clients that uh, you can spend your time on exactly exactly it's what you know so i have about 120 families right now right sure to so at least with them right right so right. 240 meetings right minimum <laughs> yeah that's quite a lot yeah <laughs> yeah and then uh, you know there's so much of back office work which to happen for all those meetings and everything mm 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 so the back office work and you talk about only the time taken by the advisor yeah 
and this is not the only work meetings is not the only job that i'll do right mm. i'll, I'll uh, you know spend time on lot of other activities as well it's only right. the meeting talking right now right 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 so there's a limit and when sebi has limit of 150 per uh, advisor i find it pretty reasonable so even if you see if you're doing 150 families uh, or clients 150 to 2 300 meetings a year mm-hmm. then then what stopped you to actually take a corporate license uh, in the last 10 years mm-hmm. you know yeah so corporate license means there will be multiple advisors signing the reports and doing meetings with clients right mm uh we need to have those kind of advisors on board mm and that's what is the second step for our practice that we need to work towards uh, training uh, we've been training our people but now we should be able to promote them to advisors with the corporate license in place and a process a system so that quality of work doesn't go down whether renu maheshwari advises or someone else in fins callers advises uh it should not be subjective so the processes that are in our place right. should become so robust mm. one thing second is the people that who are going to be advising are so well trained that things will not go haywire see we are talking here we and we are advising our clients we are advising our clients for on their money for the rest of their lives and during their lives that's an important subject it's just like a surgeon mm. yeah. or a doctor yeah. mm. you know they they under an mbbs undergoes a five and a half years of training and even then he doesn't practice on his own you know he practices under senior uh, doctors right. and all right. and then goes for a specialist degree and then most of our doctor clients will vouch by that you know they start earning only by mid 30s or early 40s or actually mm. 40 you mm, know mm. um advisory is a similar kind of a thing it is not just telling people what product is there in their hand which they can recommend it is about being able to understand so many uh, uh, different facets of people's lives and then put them on a path and advise them around market and uh, their own life so it's a complicated work as you said you know it's not just about the numbers it's also uh, something has to de- to to do uh, with the emotions of the people exactly exactly and we can't go wrong right yeah it's my a hard earned money exactly my market call can go wrong which is very quite possible it can happen with anyone but i cannot go wrong with my clients uh, finances right 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 so what have you learned managing money of uh, you know other people in the last few years renu uh what have i learned um okay <laughs> I think I've learned that a few things I have learned. One is one biggest uh, learning that I have is money means different things to different people. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that's where we need to be very uh, careful about uh, that what will work for one client will not work for the other client. Okay, could you could you give any example? Yes. So for example, um one of my clients um 
you know, she's with me, I think, since 2013, if I am not wrong. Yeah, since then, 2013. She's one of our biggest uh, advertisers as well, you know. I, I don't know how many clients she has sent to us. A loyal customer or loyal client to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, uh, she's one of those that she'll grab hold of the person and says, and bring them to my office that I've been asking you to meet Renu Maheshwari for so long. Now he did not come. So I've just brought him here. Over <laughs> give me a cup of coffee and uh, I'll have nice. coffee while you uh, talk to him. Uh, those kind of people. So, you know, uh, what she has been looking for with money is that someone who takes care of my things, makes sure that uh, I'll have the money when I need it. If I tell, even when the reports go to her, she never looks at the reports. She wants to hear from me what's happening in with her money in her life. In very simple terms, yeah. In very simple terms. And is she safe or not? Hmm. Uh, uh, what's happening in the world is my problem, not her problem. Right, right. So, uh, uh, she's one, you know, very different for that matter In as compared to another client of mine. He's also a client for quite some time now. Um, and uh, uh, for him, he needs to know where is his money going. Where are mm. the numbers coming from? Mm, mm. Uh, and if something goes up and down in the market, it's okay because I can understand. I'll reduce my expenses. We are managing his retirement portfolio. Sure, sure. So yeah. uh, for him, because he understands market, he says that's okay, you know, even if something happens here and then, I'm okay with that. And I say, I'm not okay with that because I've promised you, you know, uh, providing <laughs> kind of an income. Uh, right. But a, a very different perspective towards money. I understand. So do you have any sleepless nights? If someone asks me what keeps me up at night is, uh, I'll give you an example. When COVID happened, the markets went down by almost 40% in a month's time. Uh, we knew it's an unprecedented situation. We kind of knew that how the world works around it how the governments and the economies work around such upheavals because we could bank upon what happened 100 years back. Right? But still, it's an unprecedented situation. Uh, and uh, what about my retirement portfolios? So, Yuvia, we do get sleepless nights on that. But what we do is at any point in time, we are quite upfront and we called our clients. We told them, okay, five years is the time frame that I'm asking you for. Even if these markets go down, they'll come back in five mm -hmm. years' time frame. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know that they'll come back in one year's time, you know, to be very frank, none of us knew that. But we knew that, you know, there is certain uh, method in the madness. It's always there, you know, there is some method is always there in madness. So we did, we uh, actually, I don't know whether I'll call it sleepless nights or working uh, 16 hours a day. We actually made sure that every single client did not need any of their equity money for next five years. So uh, we do get sleepless nights when things around that happens. And um, um, somewhere I do trust in, uh, in uh, I'm a spiritual person. I, I trust that uh, things will happen right only when you make an effort. But your part to make an effort, do the right thing with the right intention 
and things will fall in place and forget belief there are numbers the past numbers which show us how numbers play around how will right. they play around right. over a long term sure. so we are sure that we will fulfill our clients financial requirements mm. we never promise any return sure. so that is we never promise i mean now uh, sebi also bars us from promising. yeah of course yeah yeah But yeah even earlier right from day one we never promised any return because we don't give the return markets give it sure we just sure. place your money so that you will get what you need when you need it sure sure and uh, going back to this ra space and the regulations that came into picture in 2013 um what was the financial advisory landscape like before the ra regulations rail yes see the major difference was that at that point in time there was no difference uh, no differentiation between an advisor and a distributor the word advisor was synonymous with distribution so if you would tell someone i am an investment advisor or a financial advisor or oh, okay so which mutual funds do you give me okay so which insurance policy are you giving me mm-hmm. uh as a matter of fact that's not an advisor's uh, real job i mean that's just the operational aspect of uh, giving a particular scheme or investing in a particular scheme or a particular stock well, so but- the difference was not there now in corporate finance if you ask me even at that point of time in time there were buy side investment bankers and sell side investment bankers or the same investment banker would be buy side for one person and sell side for another person and there was no conflict of interest but in case of personal finance there was no differentiation between buy side and sell side rather there was no one designated buy side advisor this regulation brought in the difference that mm-hmm. an advisor is an advisor who works on the client side charges the client takes money from the client becomes a fiduciary and works only in the client's interest without conflict of interest so that difference is what is a major change that ria regulations could bring about post September 2020 amendments SEBI uh, RIA regulations have probably become the most uh, futuristic i would say in a way that this they have also specified who can use the word advisor and who cannot use the word advisor so you know if i do not have an RIA certificate uh, license i cannot use the word wealth advisor wealth doctor uh, you know finance doctor something like that so two words one from money and one from anything to donate as advisor or consultant i can i cannot use that that differentiation of nomenclature is a major achievement of mm. our regulation this will mm. help uh, as the awareness increases it will help the clients find real advisors for themselves without getting confused and getting uh, worried about in whose interest is my advisor working yeah so yeah that's a major uh, difference i would say between mm. uh, 2013 and post 2013 do you ever felt that uh, being a woman has been an advantage or a disadvantage in the ria space as a financial advisor 
see uh, you are a different generation than me so obviously your experience uh, of gender biasness would be very different than my generation of gender biasness mm. and um, did i find it difficult sometimes yes i know there were plenty of uh, uh, prospects uh, few of them did become clients uh, who came in who would walk into the office and think that jagdish is going to talk to them mm. i know aunt is coming in and uh, we would both be sitting and uh, they would direct their conversation towards jagdish and then jagdish had to say i'm the it person she's the finance person Mm. So that gender biasness exists. Did it go against me? I don't know. Did it go in fav- in my favor? I don't know. To be very frank, I really do not know whether it has worked for me or it has worked against me. But what I know for myself is as uh, when I walked into this RIA practice, I was already a mother of a college going boy. Mm. Like my son was had left for university. so he was already 17 plus 18 i was i had already done so many other things in life mm. i had managed so many relationships so many uh, uh people probably you can say mm. and i think all of that put together with our multitasking skills i think it has helped me uh, in developing my practice a lot i i talk to all uh, whenever i talk to women and uh, uh, aspiring uh, women advisors i See I think inherently we are very good advisors we advise our children we and when we advise our children we advise by not looking at just one thing that you're not doing this thing right or that thing right we're thinking about their whole fam life you know mm. uh, we advise our friends you know all girlfriends uh, we all advise to each other so i think you know somewhere inherently we are more empathetic and we do uh, um we naturally you know with our web thinking and multitasking and thinking five things together for one thing helps us being um, i think maybe better advisors i'm not saying men are not great advisors but i'm saying yes as women we are natural advisors i do feel that sure do you think that the gender biasness has actually come down over the years and how is it now i mean you a are lot. at a very good stage at this point of time now yeah industry people know you yes hmm. i'm sure it would have changed drastically for you it has changed a lot for me i think my life is very different than where it was 15 years back uh, even 10 years back and uh, well uh, i think white hair has also helped me the gender biasness goes away with <laughs> white hair i guess <laughs> <laughs> oh this is a very new <laughs> perspective. Um, so it's funny but yes it makes you feel free and uh, gender biasness definitely has gone down a lot in our society but satya i do feel it is still there it's it's there uh, and i'm not talking about different age groups i'm not talking about uh, different genders you know whether it's men or women but it is still there uh there are times uh when i'm sure you would have seen that too uh i have definitely seen yeah, that you yeah, know yeah. Uh, unknowingly the other side 
kind of like I said, you know, they would be talking to Jagdish rather than talking to me about finance. Absolutely, right, right, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and people would walk in assuming that you know the guy is gonna advise him and not the uh, woman, and uh, so that uh, un unknowingly that biasness is there, but it has gone down a lot, and I think we all still need to work towards it, though. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, so, so we have started this uh, Varya in within Arya. We have started Women of Arya, a special uh, group where we can encourage more women to become advisors, take up this profession, and take it up seriously and uh, make it their way of life. So we have only twenty uh, or twenty-five uh, women advisors out of a group of three hundred Arya members. So it shows. That we are still a gender biased society, probably. Great, great, yeah, yeah. Very thoughtful work that you are doing. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, uh, apart from the gender based uh, thing, you know, how how do you say that the you know financial landscape has changed over the last ten years, or your clients' behavior, or the investors' behavior has changed over the last ten years? I think it has changed a lot, and if I can compare with what I had to talk ten years back to a new prospect or to someone who is who is meeting me for the first time, and what I have to talk to them today, is very different. I would like to congratulate uh, the regulators who brought out this rule of two percent of profit to be spent on investor education. I think that has made a lot of difference in the society. Uh, people know a lot more about uh, investing. People know a lot more about how the money flows in terms of direct and commissions and uh, market-based investments and non-market-based investments. The landscape has changed drastically in the last ten years. What I feel is, um, rather, I would say. See earlier when people would walk in, we had to sit down and explain to them that when we are charging them, we are also saving money for them, and this is the way we are saving money for them. Nowadays, we get calls or whenever someone walks in, they say, "Okay, so do you do direct or do you earn through commissions?" So they already they are coming in with that information, mm-hmm. which is a big difference. Second thing is. Uh, another major difference, which uh, for which the credit again, I would always say that uh, some bit uh, credit goes to the regulator because the markets are becoming safer than they were, uh, you know, a couple of decades back. And also, market people have made a lot of money in the markets. You know, we have done well in the last one decade. So they're aware. Most of the prospects who walk in or people we talk to, they're aware that equity markets. or market based investments are a way of creating wealth for themselves and for the next generation it's not only real estate and gold right i think yeah. these two remarkable remarkable uh, changes which have happened over the last one decade and uh, i believe that our uh, markets are reflecting that so you know people don't just run away from the market just like that Uh, they are staying put in the market. They are constantly investing. Uh, technology has improved a lot. I remember uh, for our initial couple of clients, we would we used to ask them to bring their laptop and then do transactions on different uh, fund houses websites mm-hmm. for That's interesting, direct yeah. plans. Mm. You know, 
because you know not uh, I mean otherwise you have to fill up all those forms and do it so all those who wanted to do online that's the way we were doing otherwise all the forms have had to be picked up from our office mm. now uh, we just triggered the transactions from our end and clients have to only approve it so technology has developed a lot uh, ease of operations have happened tracking systems have become better better data flowing around in the industry uh, is definitely better than earlier i mean we still there's still a lot of work to be done on that but it's still a lot better than where we were a decade back it's a totally different uh, place now I understand great great so yeah uh, over the last uh, 10 years what's your uh, you know the best memory of serving a client okay so this is a very confusing question because there are so many <laughs> wonderful memories okay. that i can probably write a book <laughs> maybe and the top one top one okay i can't grade them as top one but uh, i'll uh, give you a couple of examples sure uh, see satya for us what happens is that see you any work that you do you will end up making money right so that will that will happen anyways in life yeah. but what happens in our kind of job is when clients achieve something because of our financial guidance and advice and because of our investments they come back with so much of gratefulness that it makes you feel that your life is worth living so uh, one day i received this phone call from one of my clients and she was walking she was apparently driving back from a get together a party she's a divorcee a single mother of two girls and she says renu i have to talk to you right now and tell you that with the feeling i walked out of that party today every time before i met you every time whenever i would go to these parties and all my friends used to pity because i was a single mother and they would give me leftover food that oh you take it you know because mm. it was great food and i would bring that food home and keep it in my fridge and feel very bad about it because you know you don't want to be in that kind of a situation when people are mm. you so yeah. now since i have met you i don't have that feeling of insecurity that i can't give food, good food to my girls Um, I went out and bought a diamond ring 2 months back. I didn't feel guilty about it. I knew I can afford it thanks to you. You've made my life so different that I cannot tell you. That's and so beautiful. I tell you, you know, for weeks together I was on 7th heaven that hey wow, you know, uh, God was good with us that you know we could uh, help people in that manner. Yeah. So it's not just the financial advice that you're giving them you're also giving them hope and you know a, a sense of security uh for their uh, life with, when when it comes to money. Yeah see uh, like I said you know we money personal money is a very emotional thing. Mm. How we behave with our friends or uh, family how we what we wear how we walk how we talk somewhere uh it all gets uh, it is all derived from how i am feeling about my financial situation mm so um it's not just numbers it's the the moment you realize that this amount of money is sufficient for me for these 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 things your attitude changes 
and uh, i'm glad that you know we could make the difference in our clients lives so these are just few examples we have lots of them and that keeps us uh, like you said uh, sleepless nights uh, <laughs> it gives me spring uh, in my feet right in the morning to get out of the bed and get going and you know uh, uh, sit in front of my system or sit with my clients and do the work sure 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 Hmm. And do you have any minimum net worth that you would see to accept a client or uh, you know uh, at what level of net worth would taking a financial advice be actually worthwhile or does it make any sense yes considering so, the cost it involves exactly so satya you are asking two different questions one is what we are doing and one is what makes sense right so let me answer your second question first that does it makes at what point in time does it make sense to get a financial advisor i would say if you are if you know some basics and you are investing some bit in some basic sip or saving reasonably well maybe you can skip till late 20s or when you have uh, reasonable savings per month otherwise right on the day one when you start earning get an fiduciary advisor and start working towards the right path why am i saying that is because the mistakes that you make are more far more expensive than the amount of money that you pay to an advisor one thing second is most of the advisory fee we feel we are paying the fee but it is uh, it just pays for itself because if you do not pay the fees then you are doing things which are not appropriate and you will 90% of the times the uh, results are not so great so that is the second uh, answer to your second question when should you do it i think right from day one <laughs> so it has do? nothing to do with the kind of amount that one is investing no no it has got nothing to do with that it's got to do what you should be doing with your money should you buy insurance should you not buy insurance if you buy insurance how much should you buy um, should you save uh, how much should you save that is you know that will take care of your needs and uh, requirements when you save where should you put that money aside so it has got nothing to do with the amount it's got to do with the strategy and uh, things that should be done the first part of your question how much is do we have a limit so what we do is we have created a policy where we never say no for clients who are coming to us for planning and then investing with us so we have even taken clients who are straight from college they come to us they've just started their lives and they need our guidance we even take them we have something called youngsters package which it doesn't work out expensive for them at all and we do the whole thing for them and put them in the right uh, on the right path uh, but when people come only for uh, investment management and portfolio management then we have a minimum limit of 50 lakhs otherwise we don't keep a minimum limit because these all these younger people or the people who are coming uh, with uh, uh, their 100% wallet share with us they they're going to grow and they grow so well you know these clients who were small clients with us initially came with you know few thousand rupees sips per month within few years time frame four five years time frame they are not just one crore pati they are multi crore patis Mm-hmm. right 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 yeah yeah what's the hardest part of uh, dealing with the investors or the being an invi- uh, you know hardest part of being an advisor 
Yes, see, we had these a uh, lot of uh, investors uh, or uh, clients have come at the peak of the market, so they see everyone making a lot of money, and they want to take advantage of that, and they think they'll make a lot of money, and they walk in. They are the hardest clients to deal with because they have an expectation of making a whole lot of money immediately. Mm. Yeah. you know in a very short period of time mm. so we have a practice of telling them see don't have these kind of expectations you'll have to be patient because you are coming at the top of the cycle we are not going to place your money right away everything in equity market but as much as you may say most of the people who uh, who come in at that time uh, i wouldn't say most but a lot of them are the ones who have that set mindset that okay this is what i'm looking for if i'm taking an investment advisor uh, i'm sorry if i'm taking advisory services you know someone is going to pull out a magical rabbit from the black bag and make a lot of money for me suddenly from somewhere have you rejected any clients oh yes oh yes mm-hmm. oh yes have you uh, it based on this criteria oh yes. written expectation criteria mostly ha huh. Uh, it's written expectation and philosophy is not matching mm. uh, in hindi what they say na ek ka do do ka char we are not in, in that business we are in a business of creating wealth for you for life mm-hmm. we yeah. don't yeah. create overnight money or overnight losses either for our clients mm-hmm. so we, uh, when we see such clients a few of the uh, we rejected few prospects but we have also resigned from few clients for that matter mm. because what do you mean by philosophy could you elaborate on that point yes so we work with a philosophy that wealth creation and wealth management is a very boring process mm this is not the place where you should be looking for excitement if you need excitement you should go to las vegas and goa <laughs> not do wealth management so anyone who is looking for excitement out of investment advisory and wealth management is not an ideal client for us understand yeah yeah so we have that part is something which we are uh, which has worked very well for us because we, these are the things which we have seen in our life and we have uh, over a period of time also seen that all those who look for excitement will also have negative excitement you see and that's what we are not in for absolutely yeah yeah and uh, yeah um you know what are uh, the few coming to the regulations uh, side so um you know what what are the things that you think are still a, uh you know hindrance to the advisory space for more and more advisors to come into the space yeah see uh, if you ask me on a personal note i'm a big fan of rii regulations sure i think it's the best thing which happened to indian financial industry yeah. especially in personal finance space mm. it can give it has the capacity to create a society with financially satisfied people sure uh, but there are few things that are there you know which which of course you know changes are good at any point in time few things which have happened in the industry is that although the regulations came in industry was not geared up to work on the client side and become 100% fiduciary 
you see you know most mm. of the people who were there existing industry was there which mm. was on the distribution side and all the comparison kept happening in a manner which it should not happen i believe distribution has its own place advisory has its own place and both are not comparable both are intermediaries but both are not comparable so that's one point besides the point about whether you know rai regulations are great or not i think it's a remarkable thing i think it's a revolutionary regulation it's uh, one of the best things that could have happened to personal finance industry in the country and uh, youngsters and uh, people in the field should take advantage and grow a industry but there are uh, things which i think uh, sebi should be looking at and i'm sure they are looking at it a few of the things which make it more difficult to um, practice uh, i'll just point out one because you spoke about what's the single most important reform uh, the there is a provision right now see as rias we are supposed to have certain qualifications that's a post graduation in finance and right. post that you are supposed to take a certification which can be cfp or nism 10a and 10b mm mm-hmm. and 5 years of experience in advisory space then you mm. get a rai license absolutely mm. fine you know i personally feel that should be the qualifying criteria including sure. pg because that gives us a depth of subject knowledge fantastic but the roadblock right now is that the for uh, renewing the license or for recertification or rather every 3 years actually our license is perpetual to uh, make it clear rai license is perpetual but every 3 years we need to rewrite these exams to renew the license so every 3 years either i write all of cfp 5 modules which of course will be hmm. impossible hmm. for me to write so hmm. i need to write nism 10a and 10b two exams every 3 years both are 3 hours long exams hmm. and i think hmm. that's quite a uh, it's it's it doesn't make the you know uh, if we have to grade ease of doing business it makes the biz- business very difficult practice mm. much harder yes exactly mm. that's the right word now what happens because see every three if i am an individual advisor for example i am an individual advisor every 3 years my office is in trouble if ma'am fails if renu fails then i mean you know six people lose their job yeah 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 uh, and since you are in the practice already uh, the hands on experience would be much more relevant than uh, passing an exam exactly see passing an exam has its own uh, uh, importance especially in the initial phase you know because you yeah. should have that mm. knowledge later right. on we are all doing so much of different work we all might want to specialize in one particular aspect so i might want to write more exams in terms of analysis or you know uh, mathematical models or something like that rather than rewriting my basic licensing exam so we would all like to specialize in different places and write more of those exams so sure. as a, a better or a easier practice it would be good if uh, the regulator allows us to do two things one is any of the you know they can write lots of these exams uh, they can list down lots of those equivalent exams that okay do something new this year no it can be any nism certification for that matter maybe you know this year i do derivative certification or something like that you know so some certification you do and second uh, option is uh, first option is uh, this one and uh, what we call cpd points continued professional development 
that should be allowed for relevant courses, professional work, conferences, etc. If this happens, it will be one single most impediment which is there right now for new people to walk into our IA profession because a lot of senior people find it intimidating to write two exams every three years. Right. You know, as we grow older, you know, uh, sitting down for three hours to write exam <laughs> itself is a... <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's difficult. Yeah, I totally understand. Brilliant, Renu. It was wonderful talking to you. Uh, I've learned a lot <laughs> listening to your whole story. Thank you so much for sharing your brilliant uh, insights about the journey that you had in the last 10 years. My pleasure, Satya. It always, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And Finn Scholars is my second baby and uh, it's <laughs> close to my heart. Always a delight talking about it. Great, great. That's all for now in this episode, listeners. If you have any queries or suggestions, you can reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Satya Sontanam, S-A-T-Y-A-S-O-N-T-A-N-A-M. Or you can also write to us at mintmoney at livemint.com. Bye-bye. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.